0: Hello, I'm Helena Cobbin, the president of Just World Educational and a long-term researcher and writer on the Palestine question and other global issues. I think many of us have been very concerned in recent years by the terrible situation in the occupied Gaza Strip, and especially by the shootings that Israeli soldiers positioned around the Strip have carried out against Gaza Palestinians in the weeks since these Palestinians started a vast, overwhelmingly non-violent protest campaign back in March. These shootings have killed more than 130 unarmed protesters and have seriously injured many thousands more. Numerous aid organizations have long been raising the alarm about the humanitarian crisis in Gaza, which has now been tightly besieged by Israel for more than 11 years. These organizations' campaigns are excellent and have done a lot to inform the world public about the crisis. But sending humanitarian aid to Gaza is not, in itself, nearly enough. What Gaza's people ask for and need more than anything, especially from people who are citizens of powerful Western countries, Is our effective political action to end once and for all our government's complicity in supporting Israel's criminal siege of Gaza and to ensure that Gaza's Palestinians and their compatriots everywhere else in the region finally get to enjoy the basic human rights they've been promised since 1948, but which have been denied continuously to them ever since then. As you may perhaps know, I am a member of the Quaker Meeting or Congregation in Charlottesville, Virginia. Quakers have been active in Gaza continuously since 1948. That year, in the aftermath of the UN's adoption of a partition plan for Palestine, Jewish militias there, which later became the Israeli army, undertook a wide campaign of anti-Arab ethnic cleansing in all the areas that they controlled and hundreds of thousands of Palestinian Arabs were expelled in all directions. Many of them sought refuge in Gaza, in southwestern Palestine. They were intensely needy, and the only organization providing relief services for them for the first ten months of their exile was the American Friends Service Committee, a Quaker organization. That was before the UN created a specialized relief agency for Palestinians, onoir many of those quaker relief workers by the way had come to their posts in gaza almost directly from having worked in displaced persons camps in europe where they provided relief services to jewish and other survivors of the nazi era from the earliest days of the quaker relief effort in gaza some of the Quakers involved in it expressed concern that their work might end up consolidating Israel's ethnic cleansing of the Arab Palestinians from their ancient homes and properties inside what became Israel in 1948. In their diaries and reports, these Quakers expressed the fear that without concerted political action to implement the UN declarations and resolutions, that assured the Palestinians that they, like all refugees worldwide, still retained the right to return to the place of their birth in peace, then the refugee crisis would simply go on and on and on. And thus it has proven, here we are, 70 years after 1948, and the Palestinian refugees from that year have still not been allowed to return to their ancestral homes homes to which, in most cases, they still carry legal title from before 1948 and to which they still carry the front door keys. Today, around 70% of Gaza's two million residents are either the refugees from 1948 or their direct descendants. It was those refugees' continuing desire to return to their families' original homes that was the main goal of the nonviolent ma- mass protests named the Great Return March that started back in spring. Since 1948, successive governments in Israel from all the country's different governing parties have not only blocked the Palestinian refugees' right of return, but have also denied that any such right exists. And they've ruthlessly mocked and opposed anyone who suggests that it does. In response to the Gaza Palestinians' most recent campaign of non-violent mass protests, the Israeli propaganda effort has gone into overdrive denying as always that the Palestinian refugees have anything like a right of return and claiming that the whole Great Return March is nothing but a ploy by Hamas, which is the main political movement in Gaza. In too many cases, when Western journalists or leaders have challenged Israeli leaders on their use of live fire against unarmed protesters and the terrible toll of the casualties they've inflicted, The only response of Israeli leaders has been to splutter out something about Hamas, which is the way they like to mispronounce Hamas's name. And so great has been the demonization of Hamas among publics in the Western world that any mention of its name has far too frequently been enough to silence the Western questioners. Most people in the West know little about the complex history of Hamas a large Palestinian resistance and liberation movement that in 2006 participated peacefully and in good order in legislative elections in Palestine that were sponsored, yes, by the United States and Israel. Most Westerners seem to have retained only the main talking points about the movement that Israeli propagandists have been putting out for decades now. Namely, that Hamas is only ever violent or terroristic, that it sends a constant barrage of rockets against Israel, that it oppresses the Palestinians of Gaza, seeks to commit genocide against the Jews, and so on. After having studied Palestine's nationalist movements for many decades, I am convinced of two main things. First, that the chronic and serious humanitarian crises, being experienced by Palestinians in Gaza, the West Bank, Syria, and elsewhere, require a strong and effective response at the political level, not just in terms of more endless humanitarian aid. And second, that we cannot mount or even start to plan the needed political action unless we have a much better understanding of the role and history of Hamas. We cannot allow the Israeli leaders' simple invocation of their scare word Hamas to shut down discussion and halt the political action that is needed to end the siege of Gaza and ensure that Palestinian refugees in Gaza and elsewhere finally get to enjoy the rights that the international community has guaranteed to them since 1948. That is why our non-profit Just World Educational recently produced a simple four-page fact sheet on the topic Understanding Gaza and Hamas. You can download it as a PDF from our website at the bit.ly short link bit.ly slash factsheetgh all of that lowercase except the last G and H, which are capitals, BIT. Dot LY slash fact sheet G H In this fact sheet we're aiming to expose and confront head on the untruths that Israel and its apologists have been spouting about the Great Return March, about Israel's continuing role in Gaza, the nature of Hamas, and the fact that Israel has been imposing a very harmful often deadly, form of collective punishment on the two million people of Gaza for the past 11 years. We hope you find this fact sheet helpful as we all work together to end our government's support for Israel's illegal siege of Gaza and to support Palestinians in their continuing struggle for their basic human and national rights. Do send us your feedback to feedback at justworldeducational.org. You can find a lot of other great information about the Palestine question and other issues of global peace and justice at our website www.justworldeducational.org. You will also find a donate page there that tells you how you can support our work through an online or snail mail donation. We look forward to hearing from you. Stay well.